everybody. Welcome to episode 490 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined by my two faithful co-hosts, Stephen Kyle Brackey, Ben Askren, and a special, special guest today on the line, USA Wrestling World Team member, Kayla Miracle, coming at us from lovely Campbellsville, Kentucky. Kayla, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How about you guys? We're great. We're great. Happy to be here. So, obviously, a um, a somewhat drama-filled couple, I don't know if I want to say a couple weeks, but at least this week, it's kind of intensified, and the uh, situation with women's wrestlers at the Hawkeye Wrestling Club has kind of come front and center of the wrestling discussion. Obviously, you have trained there for the last year, year and a half or so, and um, I, I guess the first question I have for you, Kayla, is what, what is your current status with the Hawkeye Wrestling Club? So right now I'm actually, like you said, in Campbellsville, Kentucky. So I'm not really focused on training. Uh, once all of this coronavirus stuff broke out, um, I was just getting home from Ottawa and qualifying the spot. So I took a drive, went to see some family down in Louisiana and came up here um, just to hang out. And I'm just staying here until this quarantine stuff is over. Um but right now, you know, Tom and I are on really good terms. Um, Allie has mentioned the phone call, things like that. And I'm not here to call Allie a liar. I'm not a liar. Uh, give my truth, um, my side of the story. And that's the only thing that I can really speak on. Um, but as of right now, yeah, it's, it's pretty clear. Um, Tom mentioned all of us ladies are leaving. And I plan on following Perry down to Arizona State. So that's where I'm at, but I'm not even in Iowa, so I haven't been at my apartment in a bit, so figuring all that out. Okay, so what, what was the this, this phone call, this Zoom call we've heard so much about? What was the topic of what, – what was said to, to you, you ladies? It was just kind of speaking on there's some sort of a disconnect uh, between athletes and coaches and that – we needed to reevaluate ourselves and kind of figure out why we're there and if we're there for the right reasons. Um, so a lot of things that could be going on behind the scenes that I don't see. Um, mostly, be, you know, I go to practice and after practice, I go home and I hang out with my cat. You know, that's all I do. Um, <laughs> and then I have my non-wrestling friends, so I'll hang out with them, but I don't hang out with Allie back and forth all that often. Um, so I don't really know their lives or what they're doing or anything like that. So it's really hard for me to speak on what Tom might be mentioning. Um, and I asked him and he was pretty vague with me. Um, but yeah, that we just need to reevaluate. We need to make sure the right reasons were showing respect, um, you know, whatever. And that he loves us and he's always going to support us. But yes, um, he was going to pay us until August, which is when our lead have to decide by a certain day what we want and what we need um, to do to either continue there. Okay. So, um, so w would you say it was a? Did you understand the characterization that you guys or that you in particular? I won't ask you to speak on on behalf of the other ladies because they're not here. Um, but was that a fair characterization that? Um, you guys or you in particular weren't, weren't focused on the right things or needed to uh, evaluate? I don't think the conversation was directed at me. Um, at 
at all. Um, right. I have a, a conversation with Tom, and he's always how much he loves me and how much he wants me to stay in Iowa as long as I want to be and how much he wants to support me and how he's Team Kayla. So I don't think it was directed at me. Um, it was a scary phone call, though. You know, you don't like being told that you're wrong. And the only thing is I do better, you know, when I be more in the room rather than oh, focusing on whatever I need to work on um, to make it a better environment for, you know, the Iowa program and then HWC and myself and my relationship with the coaches. So um, I'm definitely not perfect by any means, um, but I don't think anyone is, and I don't think anyone in that room really is. You know, we've all got stuff to work on so we can be better for each other. So um, it, it sounds to me based on, on what you're describing is that all, all the – four of you are going to be leaving the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Do you think that the Hawkeye Wrestling Club's dedication to women's wrestling has changed? No, I think Tom loves me. He's called me multiple times um, throughout this quarantine, checking in on me. Um, his wife texted me happy birthday, happy Easter, things like that. You know, I'm part of their family. Even, you know, one of the guys gave me a call telling me about a conversation he had with Tom and uh, saying how much Tom really would like for me to stay and stay as long as I want, as long as I need, and how much I've benefited the program just by being around and um, getting to even just talk to them like before practice or whatever, because um, I don't really hang out with them outside of practice. But so I know that I'm I'm valued valued there and I'm appreciated there, and I don't think Tom is in any way saying he doesn't want women's wrestling in there. Um, I think he just needs to – it's a business, and he needs to make sure his business is running smoothly. And whether that's – if I'm a clog in the machine or other people are or if it's just a disconnect between personalities, you know, um, that's where this could be coming from. So, But I also – I can't – No, go ahead. Um, I can't really speak on, you know, any conversations that he might have had with um, Allie Forrester Beck, you know, I'm not in there. I'm not even in the state. So, um, Allie Forrester and Beck have a little, uh, gym in their garage so they can work out there and they go and hang out and they've been all kind of together during this whole thing. And I've been in my own little bubble, um, you know, on my dad calls his property, the compound. So I've been at the compound uh, nice. and living my own life and really like, uh, a lot of you guys will send me DMs or whatever, trying to ask for information. And I just, I've been ignoring it. Um, I've just been trying to ignore it. So, and I don't know what they've ever said to anyone until that interview or that podcast broke with women wrestle too. Okay. So hypothetically, had you decided, okay, I want to remain at the Hawkeye wrestling club based on what coach brands described to you. What would that have looked like for you to remain? Because it's like, all right, your, your checks are good. You're going to get paid through August. Or, and then you would have to – would you and Coach Brands have a conversation? Be like, okay, I want to stay. I want to remain here for these reasons. And then he would say, okay, you're good mm -hmm. to stay here. It was, is that kind of how he was uh, positioning it, that he wanted it to, to go for you guys to remain there? That's what I'm thinking. That's the understanding that I had for my situation um, – because, again, he had called me um, separately multiple times. Um, so, yeah, I feel if I wanted to stay, I would be covered. I would have money to pay rent. I would have money to buy groceries. 
things like that. And I would be taken care of. I don't think he would leave me high and dry. Um, but going on, there's the whole separate idea, separate Mark Perry's leaving. And I'm not leaving Iowa because I don't appreciate them or I don't love them or they haven't done so much for me already. I'm leaving because Mark Perry is my personal coach and Tom, Terry, Telford and Morningstar have all helped me in so many different ways. And even Burak, um, they've all helped me um, by either timing um, a match or uh, helping me with technique, asking me how I'm doing, just, you know, the smallest little things, they've all helped me. And I really appreciate them as people and as coaches, but Mark Perry is my personal coach and he's the one that I want in my corner at Olympic trials. He's the one I want in my corner at the Olympics. And we have a plan, you know, to do some great things and I need to be with him. And if Arizona is where he's at, then I'll gladly go somewhere warm um, rather than <laughs> face another Iowa winter. Cause those are not fun. No kidding. No kidding. All right. I, I understand that. Do you, do you anticipate in, um, you know, as things begin to open back up and people are able to train again at universities. Do you see Iowa bringing in different women's wrestlers? Um, I definitely, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in more women. That they and honestly, it's hard to survive in that room. Um, we had talked about us poor girls a lot and we'll go through the whole entire national team and we're like, hmm, who could survive here? Who could train here and not break down completely and we're like this we're struggling to come up with a list we can't come up with people because um it's tough mentally it's tough physically so if a girl could handle that um then yeah i could see them going there because it's a great place to be um but you have to be pretty pretty tough mentally to be able to do it Hey, so Kayla, have you guys already had, and, and I know you said you didn't really talk too much to the, the Michaela, uh, Forrest and Allie, but I, I'm, I'm guessing that they're also feel the same way, uh, as you about Mark Perry. They're also going to Arizona state and Arizona state already has some women. Um, is Sunkiss and then you are Sunkiss already, I believe. So is Sunkiss going to fund all of that or, you know, have you had those talks already or what's it look like moving forward? Mark Perry's uh, in charge of that. Um, so we're okay. still trying to figure it all out. But um, I know Forrest and I had a conversation as soon as she found out about Perry leaving. She gave me a call and we had talked about it. And she, her and I are on the same page. We're both Team Perry. Um, we both want him in our corner for, for life. And so we were like, we're going wherever. He can move overseas and we're going to follow him type thing. So. <laughs> Um, there's that. And then with Allie and Beck, I didn't know until we had a separate call with, um, us four and Perry on it as well. So. Got it. Well, cool. Okay. Well, I, I guess Kayla, are there any other, um, any other thoughts or any other things that you think are not being said or need said or, um, characterizations you'd like to give or, or just anything at all, um, before, before we let you go? No, I think that's pretty much it. Um, you know, the whole idea that Hawkeye Wrestling Club is cutting the win women's funding, I don't believe that's true at all. Um, everything just kind of broke out 
at the same time, so it gives it a really bad look. Um, I don't think Tom Brands is against women's wrestling. I don't think Allie's a liar at all because um, everybody has their own truth. Tom Brands has his truth. Allie has her truth. I have my truth. And I can see both sides. I can see where um, that confusion is and the frustration is with Allie. And I can see um, why Tom would be doing something to like work on his business. Um, so I don't think anyone's the bad person in here, the bad guy. I don't, I, it's frustrating. Um, had Perry not gotten a new job to toy after the state, you're not going to be receiving checks. Um, or like we're, he didn't say that. He said, um, we're paying you until this time. Um, and then we'll figure things out type thing within this period. But, um, yeah, so it would have been really tough if Perry hadn't gotten the job and us not know where to go. Because um, at that point, yeah, it could be, it could seem like we're not welcome there. Um, but I think in the end, Tom Brands has my back. I think he's Team Kayla. I think if I'm at Olympic trials and something crazy happens where Mark Perry's coaching over here and my dad's coaching over here and Chun can't coach me because she's a national team coach and everybody else that I know is busy, I can go and talk to Tom, Terry, Telford, or Morningstar and be like, hey, can you jump in my corner for this match? And I know without a doubt that they would jump in and help coach me and do everything they could to help me achieve my goals. So I, I think they're Team Kayla, um, and I think they're just um, doing what they have to do, and it's a business, but I think they still support and love women's wrestling, and they still love well, that's great. Um, it's also great that, as you mentioned, you have qualified USA 62 kilograms for the Olympic Games. So thank you mm -hmm. for that. Um, that's awesome. Yes. And, um, you know, obviously your uh, your timelines all got shifted with, with everything going on. And now you're, you're going to know that you got, you're going to be qualified and your weight is qualified for, for a year. How is um, – are you, are you excited that you can just zero in on one date, the Olympic trials now? Oh, yeah, that makes my life so much easier. Um, I really wish I would have done it, you know, at the World Championships and made it to the semifinals. That would have made my life even more easier. Uh, more easy. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because getting ready for Pan Ams, that was not fun. There was a lot of stress and a lot of pressure there. Because you last chance tournament and roll the dice there. Um, so, yeah, it was there were a lot of nerves going on right around then and um, got through it, got the job done, uh, avenged a few losses, actually two losses from my past. So that was really nice. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice. And then now I'm sitting in the finals cause that's our process, the women, right. unless things change because mm -hmm. of the Corona. Um, I'm signing out of three. So I need to be ready. Um, of hard wrestling, um, but I'm hoping it's going to be 12, and I'm actually hoping it's going to be less than that. You know, I want to go out there. I want to put a stamp on it. I want to make my team and go get the job done in Tokyo. So, Well, heck, yeah. Well, um, Kayla, appreciate you hopping on the, this morning. It uh, means a lot. We're looking forward to watching over the next year. Uh, yeah, anything else before we let you go back to the compound? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think so, but thanks for having me on, and I hope that cleared up things for everyone and everybody's chill.
right. We'll leave with that. We're going to chill. All Thank right. you, Kayla. I think you, right. you did a Thank lot. Thank you, Kayla. Of Appreciate help it. There. Thanks. Sweet. All right. Beet juice. Ben Askren. It I finished it. It was done. It, yeah. Your, your teeth were turning. Uh, stained. Oh, yeah. Beet stained teeth. Oh, you look like a shroot baby. Um, okay. Uh, All right. Are we feeling. Are we feeling like. I don't are we know. Feeling it, chill? It, it, I'm feeling, no. I'm feeling more chill. You're less chill. I'm annoyed. Uh, you know what? I started, so I, I was trying to, the process I went through yesterday is like, let me get the information. Let me figure out what, what actually happened here, Christian, mm-hmm. because I just felt like, Hey, we were, we weren't getting the whole story. I did my best. I talked to a lot of people at the end of the day. I thought about what are we even arguing about? I mean, I don't, me personally, whatever. I don't, I'm on no side at all. But what are these what are these idiots on Twitter mad about? What are they mad about? And so I said, okay, is it is it that the Hawkeye Wrestling Club is not supporting women? Well, they've actually been the biggest supporter of women wrestling um, for the last couple of years. They, you know, there's hasn't been another major college RTC with four women at them, so they can't be that. Is it that it's these specific girls that they that people on Twitter are mad about? Well, I mean, every RTC has personnel come and go, right? That's simple. That happens all the time. Is it that Tom Brands uh, and the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, is it that they somehow misled these girls into saying, you're going to get this, and when they got there, they got something else, which is hap- you know, not in this situation, but it's happened other places. And none of those things appear to be all that true. And so I think really what it comes down to is, Tom Brands has had very ineffective communication on this topic, and that's it. Other than that, I, I don't really see what anyone can be mad about. Um, well, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I but you can I think it's one of your, your first points is what people are upset about. And yes, while it is undeniable the Hawkeye Wrestling Club has been a, a leader in women's wrestling. No matter how much good you do there, if there's a perception, true or not, fair or not, which it seems like it would be an unfair characterization that they don't support women. But if you change, if you shift from that, from the perception of the absolute leader to the perception becomes you told four highly successful, highly competitive women's wrestlers, you're good through July and that's it, which is not exactly what is actually being said, but that on its own – would make people say, huh, well, that's actually not really cool. But that's also not necessarily the case. But what is actually the case does, doesn't always matter, right? What is actually true right. doesn't always matter because, uh, you know, some people just have it in their mind. They're, they're going to get outraged. And I was an easy target for people to get mad at. It's like there's yeah. a lot of people that just they have it out for they have it out for Iowa and would paint. Iowa and and Coach Brands in a negative light, regardless of what is or isn't true. Yeah, and I, you know, obviously, I haven't been the biggest Iowa supporter over the years. Although I, I was, uh, you know, I was backing them this year on their title run. Obviously, what, this is this is really simple. Let me just be Coach Brands' spokesman for a second. Can I do that, Christian? <laughs> uh, I, I I'm not granting give you me that permission. permission. Give, I'm, give, I'm, me, I'm giving you permission on. to speak. I'm not going to say you are Tom Brands' official <laughs> spokesperson. Okay, I'm Tom Brand's official spokesperson. <laughs> ask, ask me, Christian. Ask me if we cut women's wrestling. Uh, ben Askren, did did the Hawkeye Wrestling Club cut women's wrestling? 
Well, I mean, here's what happened, Christian. At this point in time, we have, in fact, cut cut funding for women's wrestling. We had made the decision to support four women over the last couple of years and for a myriad of reasons, which I don't really want to get into. Um, it didn't really work out with three of the four. And so, therefore, technically, we are cutting women's wrestling. That being said, if we find the right fit, we would still love to support women's wrestlers. It just is not going to work out for the time being. Hmm. Well, I don't think that's necessarily what he's saying. Tom Brand well, said they'd be we welcome. Did- he said they'd be welcome back. I understand, but but what the, what are people are getting mad about is the headline says this big bold headline says we are not cutting funding for women's wrestling. And the fact of the matter is that last year they were paying four women. This year, now Kayla's not staying, but they made an offer to pay one woman. So a salary of four versus salary of one that that's technically cutting funding, right? Um, well, technically, yeah, maybe, but no, but not if like, all right, we have a line item on our budget. All right. I'm the Hawkeye wrestling club. I don't know how their but finances work. No, hold on, Ben. There's no way they, they do it by sex. No. By well, maybe they do. well, maybe they do. Maybe they do. Maybe they say, you know what? We're, we it is important to us to, that we're leaders in women's wrestling and we are allocating $10,000 a month, fake number for women's wrestling and that number may or may not have changed and that's what they're they're going to try to do and if there's no uh if ali forrest beck and um kayla are not there they'll say okay well we'll get get some new ones and maybe there's a a period of time where they don't have those women yeah i don't know and they could it remains to be seen they could not fill that spot with four different women they're going to be hard pressed to find four that are as good as those four i know that much yeah yeah, it's it's hard to find people that are that highly ranked on on the ladder um, that are available to come train. You know, that want to leave wherever they're at and go. So yeah, it's it's gonna be super tough to fill those four spots. So I, I just feel like I kind of feel like this situation is a whole bunch of uh, shenanigans, drama, and that they should have uh, just communicated more effectively. Because at the end of the day, Hawkeye Wrestling Club had four really good women the last couple of years. Nittany Wrestling Club, I think their number is zero. Oklahoma State, I think their number is zero. I can't think of anyone that Minnesota has. And so why is Iowa getting crucified for allegedly not supporting women's wrestling yeah. when they were the biggest supporter? It's just shenanigans. Yeah. No, that's that's an absolute fact. That's a fact. And, yeah. you know, when – and my thought was as the momentum for women's wrestling to become a Division One sport was – it was trending the right way, right? So that you would yeah. think – it's going to be a, an asset to have a fully developed RTC or close to it, and no one had anything close to what Iowa had in terms of uh, RTC. So, yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully we don't have to talk about this anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> Seriously, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not exactly a, a fun, fun topic of conversation. Um, what's is, is Facebook okay, Bracky? I see you monitoring the the comment yeah, section. Yeah, no, Facebook's good. Okay, great. All good with – we're in good graces with Zuckerberg. Okay. Well, that was good. Again, and I appreciate Kayla coming on and uh, giving us what I believe is very, very straight, clear communication. Hey, cool thing. I think this is cool. I know Ben Askren is going to think this is cool. Uh-oh. Uh, the NCAA is moving to allow students to profit off their name, image, and likeness beginning the 21-22 yes. season. Athletes can't, quote, receive compensation for third-party endorsements and other areas like social media, personal businesses, and appearances. Yes, that's so awesome. It's great, right? Um, so awesome. What are 
it's kind of amazing that <laughs> that the counter to that has been true for any period of time, but it has been basically the entire and, time. And that people get so mad when you bring it up, Christian. This has been a, a personal cause of mine for many years now. People get irate when you say this. No, they're getting so much money. They're getting their scholarship. Shut up. Well, Shut well up. One, one thing I will say, well, one thing yeah. I do balk at is the idea that uh, – an NCAA athlete should be paid. I, I disagree well, with that. Yeah. I think that's a I think it's a separate discussion. It is and a separate frankly, discussion, of, but they are often yeah. coupled together. And I to and me I they try couldn't to, be more different. Sure. And I try to decouple them because I say, here's this one thing that should be done for sure. I don't want to pair it with this other thing that's highly controversial because I don't want to muddy the water. Let's get this one thing done that should be done that's so obvious to me. And then once we get this one thing done, then we can start maybe discussing the other thing, which is significantly more controversial. But when we, we so for me, I don't want to put them together because when we put them together, that that gives people um, a lot more leverage to say, well, no, you shouldn't do that. So yeah. in my opinion, I keep it separate. Athletes should be uh, paid, should have been paid for well. But I, Marcus Hain was slanging some T-shirts in the parking lot at Auburn Hills before the finals in 2007. So I broke some NCAA rules, but I figured. There was no way they were going to suspend me before the finals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, that would have been bad. So, yeah, I mean, to me, I, I, they are coupled because I think they are rooted in the same thing. But I think one of them is – I think it's preposterous, the idea that, okay, I'm on an NCAA roster, so I should get money. Like, that is insane because that, that almost – uh, that goes well. Yes, hold on. That goes back to almost I what you were saying yesterday about um, what or it was yesterday or it was Tuesday. It's charity, right? They're, you're not making money. You are not making money. Well, Ma- the well, vast who, majority who? of them don't make money. Well, the vast I, I majority. The, I, I would say I would never argue the vast of NCAA athletes would never, do not generate income for for the ooh. institution. Well, there's there's there, there's no way it's ninety eight percent Christian because the football team is at eight eighty five spaces. Um, 85 you, every, every football player, and, just just because you're on the football team doesn't mean that you individually are are. It's like less than ten football players that are generating. Yeah, money. you're crazy. Correct. I mean, you okay? So less than ten football players on the team. So yeah, I, but, I, but 90 percent is a high on. is would be a low estimate. It's probably higher. You, you got to let me speak here, Christian. All right. If because Kyle, I think you're wrong on this one because if the football team sucks, even the stars can't generate revenue. The football team can't be good unless they have. A whole bunch of people filling in the spots. So even though the the left tackle might not generate money himself, unless the left tackle blocks for the quarterback and the running back, the team the team can't be profitable. They'll be four and seven out of a bowl game. They're not going to make money. The teams who are nine and two, ten and you know ten and two, those are teams that are making money. And so ipso facto, you would say that team that team that is making money. Um, therefore, you know maybe there's a very low salary paid for an offensive lineman. But then again, there's some offensive linemen in the NFL making gigantic salaries, aren't there? Well, that would be completely different. That's a professional league that is making money, that is based on well, how so, on, on NCAA money. football is making money, Christian. Some. NCAA football. Some. Some. Yes. Yeah. Some. A lot of them are not. A lot of them are hemorrhaging money. Yeah. A lot of them are the reason Old Dominion. Old Dominion, <laughs> Old Dominion is a financial disaster. Can you imagine if they had Agreed. to pay athletes too? Their, their program is hemorrhaging money. Eastern Michigan, a, a joke football team, right? That's the problem. Yeah, okay, you can point to Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. 
Sure, it is unquestionable those are money-making machines, but they are so the exception and not the rule. And you can't base yeah. an entire broad sweeping pick, – pick a sport. They don't make You're money. You're fired up now, Christian. I love well, it. Well, it's, it's because I don't think so people here, think. People are like, oh, they work hard. And then they, they post this thing. I get up at 6 a.m. and I work out and then I go to school and then I have practice. Like, okay. That doesn't mean – that does not mean you are working hard. That does not mean you are – making something you are creating you're driving income for the organization but, so, but so, some of those are and so i mean if oh, you it's would such want to a deep small into, percentage ben you could take but you could take entire hold sports on. if you want to go deep into this argument and i think where it would end up is well mo- most of nca athletics would end up being just basket men's basketball men's football yeah which you know that, that that's not where i want it to end up uh, but I think that's where you could go if you want to talk about just the viability of certain programs. Um, so, again, I don't like getting to that argument because it distracts from the argument that we're having at the beginning, which I think is the easy argument to win, is that NCAA athletes should be able to earn money on their like, likeness and image. So let's get back to that one because I think that's one that's going to happen, and that's one that is more relevant. So are we all in favor of this? Yeah, uh, yeah of course. There's going to yeah, be a bunch of guidelines like you can't wear your school's logo. Um, yeah, I don't think it can be to promote anything. This like, if you're the way I read it is like, if your school is a Coke school, I don't think you can like promote Coke for them or whatever, or not Coke. Or you, right. yeah, you probably can't promote opposite. I mean, that, that's what the mixed martial arts organizations yeah. used yeah. to say is here. Here's our sponsor in this uh, in this category, right? You can't have someone else competing with us in that category. But here's say. where it gets sticky. I mean the. Nike. So, I mean, if you're a Nike school, you have to be sponsored by Nike. Then, I mean, that's one of the big endorsers or or the uh, their apparel companies. Um, what about media? Can hey, I got pay? a. I hope so. Yeah, me too. I uh, I got an anonymous question. Okay. Via text message, they said if um, and, and you know I think we had this question in the doc. Some not this question, a similar question in the doc, and someone asked me. If if the NCAA decides to cut the RTCs, do they think that will open the door for some type of professional league where you know the, the essentially the old, what was the old RTCs can they maybe duel each other or something? And I I believe there was a question in the doc that said you know what does oh yeah here it is um, describe the ideal pro wrestling league how does it get started? Well, about that or no? Uh, yeah, let's do it. I put it in there. Some questions are are. Um broad and interesting enough that they can have their own segments and don't have to fall into that. So Omega Mattis asked about the ideal pro wrestling league. And I don't, I don't see how shutting down the RTCs impacts this to the good or bad. Um, I, I think it's such yeah, a long, I, I everyone's, I, everyone's idea for a, a pro wrestling league seems to involve calling the billionaires and millionaires of a sport and just having them pay for it instead of like starting yeah. small and building something that actually makes money. Yeah. Whereas basically you're just asking for more charity. Please fund this. Yeah. Please, please fund this not money-making thing. That thing that is not well, proven can yeah. generate income. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously, so I'm going to both agree and push back at the same time. I, I did it. I tried it twice yeah. and failed both times. And, and I don't believe out of the nine total events that I ran, I don't believe we had one that made money. Um, that being said, there's a lot of professional leagues and, and or other business ventures which need essentially a runway to get going, right? 
And so they raise money and then they spend money in hopes that three, four, five years down the road, they're going to, you know, do one of these numbers. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it could look like that if, say, you know, someone wealthy or a bit, you know, well, a wealthy business uh, funded the venture for a while. Um, and, and then, you know, it took two to three years to really get going. Cause I think that's really, really, in my estimation, what it would take, it would take, it's not going to be booming year one. It's going to take two, three, four, five years or se- seasons to build something up where people are excited about it. Because the one thing I always got, and, and it, it was fair, is that, well, this this match doesn't really matter. And well, the truth of it, well, you're right. It, do- it doesn't really matter. But also in the, in the beginning of some other things, they probably felt like they didn't matter either, right? And it takes it takes time to build up something into something that really matters. Yeah, I agree. I think I think you need to sm- start small with cars. I don't like the idea of like having teams, right, and duels and all that and championship. I think that's like sure. Which, that's very um, yeah. that's a utopia. It's not going to happen. Well, let's go, Christian. Let's go right in the, the, in the question. What is your your what's your ideal wrestling league look like? Well, I don't know, but I I don't think about this a lot. I just think about like what is possible in the near term, and then what you could build on. What you can do in the near term is have small cards that are interesting on a regular basis, right? And then build on it, right? Start with a couple matches, pay the athletes well, have that work. Build the economy around that until you get to something more. And then maybe maybe start entering a, a UFC type of situation where, all right, now yeah. we have a, a belt, right? All right, you're the 65-kilogram champion for whatever, the Flow Premier League, RIP. Yeah. And then you have that, <laughs> and then, all right, now there's a title fight. Now it's what, whatever. I think that's interesting. But yeah, no, you look right. at the, the, the belt. But it would, know, take, it would think take about time. UFC. Think about UFC, yeah. Ben, though. Like – it's not necess- It's not that the belt is on the line that drives the buys, okay? Ooh, that's, I, I think people would push back a little bit, but I, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I really going. don't. I think, listen, all right, for, point blank, no belt on the line. Conor McGregor versus Diaz, that is going to be huge, okay? Whether there's a belt Correct. or not, yeah. it's the personalities. It's the, it's the matchup. Agreed. It is not the belt. Yeah. It's not the belt, period. Um, and, and, and maybe for a few friends— does- yeah, it, the belt helps promote something. It's, it's the same reason. Why did they put a stupid belt up with Masvidal and Diaz? Because it, it added to the allure of the event. Right, right? but it's so, totally fake. Uh, it's a non-existent I, I, thing. But it matters. Anyway, we can make a. I, go ahead. I don't. To, I don't totally disagree with you. I think you're definitely right, but I think that the the belt does matter a little bit, and and that's one of those where. You have to build, uh, you know, I said, like season one, two, it's not, it doesn't matter. People, what's this? It doesn't matter. But once you build some context around that belt, and in all cases, it doesn't matter, Christian, right? But I would argue to you that Conor McGregor wouldn't be the star he is today if people didn't follow his run to the belt, right? Him right. beating Jose Aldo, or, well, I guess, so he won, the, he won the interim belt, I believe, against Chad Mendez. Him beating Chad Mendez and then beating uh, Jose Aldo were – that what that's what gave him this meteoric rise to stardom. Um, just as you know, hey, if I would beat Masvidal and I win the belt, my my rise is much larger than it was, right? So you do have to, you know, that that achievement of that belt definitely gives something. But so I would say it does matter, but it's not everything like some people want to say it is. Well, a couple of things. One, there's a reason 
you were traded for Demetrius, right? He yeah. is all he has done is win, basically. Yeah, he, he did lose pseudo, but uh-huh. he, he did everything that you described there. He's not interesting. He's not an interesting person. Okay, Conor McGregor. I don't get that. I always find he's always not interesting to people. Interesting. I, I think he's. Fine. I know. I couldn't. I didn't ever get how people. Like, I didn't ever get how he couldn't catch on. I always loved him. Sure, but it just didn't happen for whatever reason. Yeah. There, there for are wrestling personalities that I don't understand why these people aren't. I have like a list of several guys. I'm like, this should be like the most popular wrestler in the world right now, and they just aren't. They just, no matter how much we do about them yeah. or whatever, they're just yeah. not popular wrestlers. I can't explain. It's it. so weird. Some of it I can explain. I can explain like why certain guys are very popular. I can't understand why some certain guys or girls are not. Now, what I was gonna say is there is absolutely nothing interesting. Uh, there's nothing on the line between Mayweather and McGregor, and it did 4.3 million pay-per-view buys. Right? There's nothing on the yeah. line, and you could say that McGregor's. His ascent to the belt is what contributed to why he's so popular now. But really, it's just that yeah. he started facing better competition. He started getting more spotlight. And the more he was talking in front of people, the more people were interested in seeing how yeah, this story yeah. ends. Right? It's not, right necessarily, yeah. it's not necessarily that he is achieving the belt. It is interesting he got the two belts. But it's it's the way he speaks. It's, it's how interesting he is that – Really so for that reason, I'm saying yeah, you don't really right. need it. You don't need for these cards. Make an interesting thing. Ben Askren, you wrestled Jordan Burroughs. It meant nothing. <laughs> it's it's one of the biggest matches ever. It had national media exposure. It there's never been a, a um in Jordan Burroughs last eight years. I don't think he's wrestled. A less significant match, but it was probably one of his most watches, if not his most watched match ever. I, I, think, it was, match I think it was his most watch. It was his most watched match ever, and it never made. So it's not you're, about the belt. You're what? You're welcome, Jordan. <laughs> there you go. Well timed. <laughs> um, hey, can, can I tell you my what my ideal scenario is? Let's, yeah. Although, absolutely. It, although it's un, it's unlikely. So I tried doing the UFC type card thing twice. Um, again. Failed, failed on both accounts. Um, and I think, you know what I think? I think I thought too small, Christian. And I don't know that this is a possibility at this point in time. Maybe it's a, you know, when Bitcoin goes to 10 million, I can, I can go make it happen. But I think it has to be more, something more like uh, the AT, you know, American uh, with tennis professionals or whatever their, their tour is called. Mm-hmm. And if, if the, for example, if, you had these majors, and you did it over the whole world, right? I think you could build a bunch of stars worldwide. You know, Chimizo, I think, is a star. I think you could build some stars out of Russia, some stars out of Iran. And you had this thing where they were actually competing. Because one of the things that's hard with the Russians or some Israelis, they might compete twice a year. Like, you never see them. Yeah. And so you create some type of system where you're going to see them, I don't know, six, eight, ten times. And obviously – you know, what makes a tennis player show up? Well, the problem in the golf, right? Golf does something similar. Money, right? They show up because they want to get paid. And so I think that's what you would have to create is something to that um, extent. And, and I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I think it definitely includes people all over the world. And, um, you know, somehow we're going to have to wrestle power away from, from the – I will have to wrestle power away from the UWW. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so – Another a, a big complication in this is athletes knowing and not knowing their value, right? 
Like it's really, it's you offer guys to wrestle for more than they've ever been paid to wrestle a match in their entire life. And they don't think it's adequate compensation. $5,000, $10,000, not enough for some of these guys to do a match when they wrestle for free all the time. So it's, that's what makes it also tough because it doesn't matter because it doesn't doesn't matter. matter. And and a lot of them, they, they don't have the, the vision to see, you know, yes, I am going to have to be one of these initial people who lead the charge to make to make this something. It's not going to be something for two, three, two years or three years or four years, but I need to help lead the charge, right? Because we only do have, like you said, Christian, we only have so many stars, and it yeah. is hard to build stars. I Like, you know, we said about DJ, how DJ could never catch on, I, I, I it was unfathomable to me. I didn't get it. I thought yeah. he was likable. I thought he was interesting. I thought he was well-spoken. I thought he was an exciting fighter. Like, why he wasn't a superstar, I could never figure it out. I really couldn't. I, I thought he had everything everything to make a star and he just couldn't catch on. And yeah. so and you guys know, you guys see you guys see the numbers. You freaking put up a picture of F and Nick Soriano with the shirt off today, it's gonna do ten times as, as many likes and views as uh, you know, a lot of other people. Yeah. That's that very simple. true. Kyle if Bracky. you do the Santo, it'll do fifty X. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> it's just uh yeah. It's a it's true. Okay, so uh, it's an interesting discussion. Obviously, I think it would be great if we did have more professionalization here. Certainly, Flow Wrestling wants to be a part of and has been a part of paying athletes money to compete and work with us and want to keep doing it because we think that's great. Uh, Bracky has uh, Steve-O's school list. I don't know if, if he wants to step on his Ooh, article yet, go, but Steve-O. it's pretty interesting. Uh, screw it. Um so these are not <laughs> these are not his final five. Um, these are the one, the five he's talked to the most, and um, he did wait he, the five he's talked to under under what? How did he quantitate uh, qualify that? Did he uh, you know number of phone calls or oh, length on. of phone calls? That's what I'm assuming. I'm just it's just <laughs> like who's called him, texted him, Facetimed him, okay, sent All right text messages. Um, he did say that he's not ruling any school out that maybe enters the picture late. Um, these are just okay. five he's talked to the most, but uh, in alphabetical order: Lehigh, NC State, Ohio State, Oklahoma State, Penn State. So the obvious connection, the the obvious one is, is NC State with the Papalizio connection. He's yeah. been coached by Frank for years, and uh, mm-hmm. Pat's the head coach at NC State. They are brothers. They are brothers. <laughs> uh, thoughts on that school list? Uh, who who needs Steve-O the most, um, Benjamin? Well, I would say Penn State, but they stopped recruiting 125-pounders, so <laughs> we'll we'll just take take them off the list. I, I think the one that makes the most sense, obviously, is NC State. They seem to not only have the Papalizio connection, there seems to be a lot of, and it is, it is because of Papalizio, but this adds to it, there's a lot of New York kids there which, you know, that always makes you feel more comfortable when there's, um, you know, kids you either grew up with or knew or watched. You know, that that obviously makes you more comfortable. Um, uh, but is Camacho a lifetime 25? No no one seems to be a lifetime 25, but I feel like maybe he is. I don't know. It's hard to say with guys, but out of these schools, they're the school with the uh, best got, option. Yeah, the best option at 125 that still has plenty of time left. Like, Patel's back for one more year for Lehigh, but he'll be gone as Steve was graduating. Yeah. And 
Yeah. But Camacho's got three years left in Ohio State. You have Heinzelman, um, but they don't they don't yeah. have anyone in the class of 2020. They don't have anyone committed in the class of 2021. That's yeah. A 25 pounder. Oklahoma what State, what about have, Jacob Jacob Decatur? He's there, but he's he's not a better option than Malik Heinzelman right now. Yeah. Yeah. De- Decatur's um, a solid guy, but I think he's just a. a he he yeah. was not he's not the level yep. of Stevo. And at Oklahoma State, uh, to probably looking at Jacason Burks um, next year, or Master Giovanni if he can make it. But that, that feels like that feels a tough like a cut stretch. and maybe a one year thing, if it if it is. And then at Penn mm-hmm. State, I think it depends on what Robbie Howard does. Does he go twenty five? Yeah. And does he go right away? Um, but if he goes there, you could be looking at a log jam if Howard stays at twenty five. Yeah. Because um, then you have. RBY at 33, uh, you have Bo Bartlett in the mix, too. So, Although Roman, you hmm. know, only has two years left, yeah. right? Yeah. So technically he may not step on it. I think they – I don't think it will get too crowded down there. I mean, Teske's gone. So they – I think it fit, he fits at any of those schools. But I think as far as, like, glaring needs, big need for Ohio State, in my opinion, to be determined with um, – Oklahoma State with Jacason, and to be determined if I think Robbie is a great option at 25 yeah. if he'll go 25 and can make it. Absolutely. But also, how long is Robbie long for 25? Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe if he's is he a one year stopgap type of guy, and then he'll go 33, or is can he can he handle it for for good? You just you really don't know. He, he he's taken all he's going to take all five visits. He's been to NC State. He's been to Ohio State, um, but. He's not going to make a decision anytime soon because right now they have the in-person yeah. uh, recruiting ban till at least May 31st. And I know most of these schools try to get kids uh, for football games in the fall. So we'll see what go- happens with that. Yeah, he's going to be uh, – uh, go ahead. So, some colleges have even shut down their everything all summer. So you know how, yeah. how far out his visits are, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't have dates set up or anything yet. Now, if you don't know – Steve-O is became famous 10 years ago <laughs> when a, a long time ago. video of him dropped uh, of him just hitting <laughs> ridiculous technique and just massacring, like, six-year-old kids as a six-year-old with a mohawk who had, like, guns and stuff. Uh, and I actually remember this vividly that uh, uh, I think it was a tweet from Ben Askren where he said, this guy is hitting, like, D1-level technique at this point but i'll be i doubt he'll still be interested in the sport or wonder if he'll still be into the sport as he enters on so what are your thoughts now have after that thing went viral to right now with steve-o yeah well so it's so funny about that is i actually there was this company that sponsored me called cage hero all the back then they had this uh strange concept where which i didn't really love but it's a long story I'll just explain it before getting into the whole story. Go ahead. Um, where they're going to bring in these youth prodigies and they're going to do kind of some things around them, make them like young superheroes, whatever, whatever. And I actually got to meet Steve-O, right? Because once the video okay. went viral, they they contacted him. And the dad and the mom, they were just fantastic. And Steve-O was mature beyond his years, even as a young kid. And then, you know, I've probably done four or five things for Frank Papalizio, so I would get to – you know, revisit and see see them every once in a while when when I went up there, and I, I just uh, I kind of really just liked the dad and mom a lot. I thought the kid was awesome, and so yeah, I, I 
You know, a lot of it for me is how when I watch the interaction between the dad and the kid, that for that that's a huge one for me. So once I saw that, I thought, okay, this this dad actually kind of has it figured out. I think I think this is going to be interesting to watch this play out. And obviously, he's became kind of a superstar. Yep, I t- I uh, hadn't met uh, Steve O's father until who's number one, and yeah, I I completely agree. Nice guy, they've got it together, and so yeah, it's been cool to to manage like a kind of a prodigy, you know, and keeping his love for the sport high. Yeah, he obviously. He's, become a pretty dang good you know one of the you top rank- about stars too like he does numbers yeah they love they love <laughs> people like steve-o they like steve-o well people are attracted to prodigies for whatever if you can think about other sports you know like a, a tiger woods obviously was a prodigy of golf um mm-hmm. people like he did bigger numbers than anyone ever you know you think of lebron james again prodigy in basketball people pico. love prodigy pico pico's a great one people love prodigies mark you know mark hall be another one and I, I i don't know exactly what it is around there there's something about the potential um that they possess or something that uh, you know people are just drawn to kids who are prodigies in whatever sport they're in and i i don't know exactly what it is yeah it is fascinating um but yeah, they they absolutely are. Okay, we did that. Oh, it's semi time. It's semi time for the best. <laughs> what are you best. guys? If one of you guys drops a landmine on Kyle Dake, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him right now and bring him on the show and let him go go nuts on you. Um, so I I have a I have a thought. Um, I don't know how this is gonna play <laughs> out, but it would be funny if we did it again. But we had them on, and they had to have a cordial, like almost like parliamentary procedure <laughs> type of debate. Yeah, take. Wait, care. wait! You're telling me we're gonna control Kyle Dick and Jordan Burroughs? Are Maybe they would saying? agree to it. Like they might start at first, and then not. one of them would disagree with something they said, and it would just turn into yes. what it was last Dang time. It. Okay, so it's not yes. gonna happen. I don't think unless like there's some way we could have mute mute buttons where you know, hey, you get 90 seconds. The uh, the other person is muted. They get their ninety second argument. They go on mute, then the other one gets ninety seconds. But if if we have it like last time, there's no way we're controlling those gentlemen. It's impossible. Well, that would that would be my thought. Like we've got the mute button. You know, we'll mute them. Just like yeah. a, like a presidential debate. Actually, they don't mute them there, but you know, moderate. Um, I feel like they really need to be on at separate <laughs> times. Separate times. Yeah. I know. Gosh. It was. Yeah, a, ge- a guest moderator. So I don't think I. a guest moderator. I don't think, Look, if, I don't if think anyone can control them. Guys. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, where, I gave up right get, away. Get, like, I gave up. Yeah, I know. All right, let's start on the bottom. Who do they respect? Kale? Kale or John Smith? John Smith might be able to control them. That that could help. Yeah, could be John. <laughs> All right. Bottom. Uh, Jordan Burroughs. <laughs> Wait. Go. Well, hold on. Did, did, okay. did you guys already pick Dake? Did I miss that? No, no, no. I just said let's start on the bottom side because oh, I'm okay, I missed. Really that. interested in this Twitter poll, and uh, Bo Nickel sent a tweet out as the show was going on. Oh, what did he say? He did. Yeah, he did. Um, hang on, let me pull it up here. I don't know why I didn't have it up, but Bo Nickel quote tweeted our poll and said, "Come on, people, Jordan is great, but I think I got this one. Too many bonus points." Mm. That is the case for Bo Nickel. Bonus points. He was a prolific pin pinfall wizard. Oh my goodness! 
What? He's beating him on Twitter now. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's totally egregious. <laughs> That's why I wanted to start Christian. with that one. <laughs> oh, All right, Christian Ben, get it started. So get it started. I'm not mad. Oh. Um, I think Burroughs is get, Burroughs is gonna win if we, if the we make them the same size. Um, Bur- Burroughs is gonna win this. He's gonna get in and clean on attacks. He's he's really smart strategically. He's not gonna get into um, situations where Bo is really really dangerous. Um, you know, over under type situations. He's not gonna get in there. Um, he's gonna get in quick, clean, finish, get his points, get out, win the match. Steven, Kyle, Bracking. Yeah, I'm taking Jordan. I don't – yeah, there's – it's Jordan. I mean, Bo Nickel, all due respect, should he have even made it to this point? If you hadn't landmined Logan Steber <laughs> like a scoundrel. Well, listen, Bo Nickel pinned him in a cradle. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, that, was, that was my favorite part of the, the Kyle Dake, Jordan Burroughs thing where you just acted like – I'm sorry, Jordan. He rode you out. What do you want me to say? You acted like it actually happened. You're like, Jordan, it's not my fault. He rode you. It's like, no, you made that up. That's the thing. But you were like pretending that was real. It was real to me, damn it. <laughs> okay. That's a great pull by Ben. Okay. So Jordan Burroughs is in the finals and he's going against David Taylor because it's landmine, baby. That's trash. No! That's Kyle Dick's going to be so trash. mad at you. <laughs> Kyle Dick is going to be so mad at you. You can... That's absolute trash. <laughs> so mad. Come on! You can't landmine someone right? when they're like That's 15 what... and 0 in every style against them. I think David actually beat wow. him in, Gre- in Greco. What What can we do? Are we going back to junior high? Did you re- did he really? Junior high or something? At Fargo, I think. Uh, I, uh, it was alleged. It was discussed in my best rival as a... Uh, he placed higher than him in the bracket, and I think they were arguing over if they actually wrestled. Well, no. There was talks of talk of a leg foul. Oh, okay. Remember that? It, th- uh. Dake said that basically he rolled through. He like he did something with legs and beat Dake and Greco, but there was like a definite leg foul in Dake's mind. Of course, the match doesn't like exist on video as far as i know but um yeah kyle's mad i was mad too you could have landmined it i couldn't have i didn't know where i already used my landmine said it that's not that's not really fair okay well, that's what you got to no, no, no. the other way to prevent you from doing it and you were just like okay talk about you just you just said he's gonna be facing this person in the finals we didn't set up the match okay you just, you just said it okay so let's let's come up with some we have to we can't now <laughs> You, you blew mine. The place he's, is exploded. exploded. <laughs> you can't put the explosion back together. Uh, you're right. That is the one problem with landmines. You land did mines. it just so Jordan will win. I. But here's listen, the problem. We, are, we already had Jordan versus David also. <laughs> I can't help it. What, what do you want? We you already had David. again? Nomad wants a veto. We need an act of Congress. <laughs> this is horse crap. <laughs> Take out scored him in their Fargo match, but Taylor won two out of three periods. <laughs> That's how there. That's that for me is exhibit A. Oh my god, man! Come well, on. I'm sorry. Are well, you what the one that came up with landmines to start with? Yeah, and then it backfired right. on me <laughs> previously, so I I made it. You know, made something happen. Um, you know, spice it up a little bit. 
Maybe David Taylor will emerge. Did, did you make an agreement with Jordan Burroughs to use your landmine <laughs> on Kyle Dick because he was scared for the finals? No, he welcomes the challenge. Um, I cannot wait to put out this David Taylor versus Jordan Burroughs poll, and then everyone be like, what the – what the hell? Kyle Dick won. Uh, it's kind of funny, though. That's the main reason I did it. It's, it's pretty funny. It's totally fake. And that people would get upset about a totally fake thing. I mean, you're upset. No, I, I think was upset. You're, you, you're mad that we overruled you on the last Kyle Dick versus Jordan Burroughs. I yep. think you're a little bit mad That's about 100% that. That's 100% what it is. That's, uh, isn't it? Tell him, Bracky. Well, wait. What, why would I? Yeah, so I know how you guys are going to vote. So I'm, I'm manipulating it based on the rules that we all agreed to. <laughs> Okay, Bracky, Bra- right now, Bracky and Piles, you need to go a takedown for who gets to use the landmine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That went up. Yeah, I mean, Bracky's wife was asking for you to wrestle him anyways. Yeah. so I've been getting just bored in the apartment, so I don't know. She's just walking by. Yeah. I like to try to not, like, yeah. sweep her to knock her down, but just, like, you know, <laughs> get, the f- <laughs> like, get the foot good. So, like, I'll try to, like, do that to her. I don't want yeah. to knock her all the way down just to get her off balance a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Just to be like, oh, that was a good one. I got you there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's been. Th- I do it to CP in the office sometimes. As, as Jim Harbaugh <laughs> says, the human body craves contact. That's right. Right? So, like, we are just yes. born with this innate desire for this, especially me. So, yeah. It's like, you know, grab her, hand fight a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah. It's part, part of a healthy marriage, guys. It's fine. Um but no, if, if Kyle Bracky and I went takedowns, then it would be a very different thing. But, Kyle Dake would be in the finals. <laughs> but we didn't do that. Those weren't the rules of the game. Were you going to land mine the other way? Or were you going to let due process play out? You're gonna sit I on... was trying to, like, survey the situation <laughs> to see if you were going to be a complete psychopath like you were. Because, uh, yeah, I was going to to make sure Kyle Dake was in the finals if I thought that's where you're going. And then all of a sudden you just put Taylor in the finals without, like, setting up the matchup. Oh. Well, that's I really another want... reason why I wanted to, like, start with – the bottom side because I thought that would set up the top side. You'd like have to do a setup to be like, oh, okay, and now on top side. Uh. What if David Taylor upsets Jordan Burroughs in the finals? It could happen. I thought we can't land mine. Could in the happen. Finals. You can't land mine, but it well, could no, be an upset. Listen, he'll probably win the poll. <laughs> the, the people could raise up against the authoritarian dictator Christian Piles <laughs> and make it happen. You took a four-time champ out who was probably more dominant than the guy you had him beat by. Well, he got cradled. (laughs) He's just like, oh, it's not my fault. He got cradled. Yeah, Yeah, that's the best part of it. Okay. I'm trying to find the the poll from – because these two, Taylor and Burroughs, hit in the best of the 165-pound decade. So I'm trying to find that poll to see. It was the the, semifinals. I don't remember well, who picked. I picked Taylor. What'd you pick, Bracky? I picked Burroughs. Pick Burroughs. Pick Burroughs. Did we go? To, did we go to Nomad or no? That's why I need to find the poll. I can't. Mm. I'll find it, y'all. <laughs> okay, let's go. Questions from friends. We've been neglecting our friends lately, Christian. I know we didn't get, we didn't get to address them uh, yesterday. So let's get to it. Um, yes, as Olivia Bracky wants Kyle and I to wrestle here. They took the mats out. So we can't do it, um, and we probably wouldn't anyways. They tried to take all our fun away here. I know. They locked the conference room. We do have a Bowflex now, though. I don't know. Have we talked about that? That someone had a Bowflex installed? Because no. we have a bo- <laughs> we do have a Bowflex here. Um, so that's that is something. Most I like this question. Most Iowa guy who never went to Iowa. 
Oh, oh, man. So hmm. there's like, there's, you know there's, there's stylistically, you know curly? and then there's, there's Sorry, like yeah. the, uh, the temperament, right? Who do you think, Ben? Um, I was thinking currently, I, Nick Soriano is an Iowa style guy. Yes. He would fit so well. And, uh, do you yeah, know, I like, mean, back, San- during his recruitment, it was like understood he was going to Iowa. And, like, he maybe not necessarily verbal, but it was kind of like thought he was going to Iowa. Like, that was going to be what happened. And really? Mm hmm. Wow. Definitely. I didn't know that. And I, I think, I, yeah. I part of me wonders if they could go back in time if if that wouldn't be the choice they they go with. That's just that's just Ooh, my that, personal opinion. So yeah, I think there's a good I, good one on Facebook. They said Andrew Howe. Andrew Howe for sure. Um, you know, here's one. I mean, you want know, to talk stylistically? Hand fighting killer, freaking Aaron Pico. Now he even wrestled in college. But that dude, mm-hmm. he, how hard he wrestled and how amazing he was at hand fighting and heavy clubs, he would have been a good one. Um, Nathan Tomasello is an obvious one mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like tenacious hand fighter, vicious leg attacker. Um, so those kind of – Imar, the dude wrestled really, Ooh, really, Imar, yeah. really, really high pace, under hooks. Um, that's a few. I feel like Sebastian Rivera would be a pretty big heel if he went to Iowa. Oh, my gosh. If Sebastian Rivera went to Iowa, <laughs> it would be a wrap. That would have been That would be a good one. Okay. Um, okay, in support of the last dance and Bracky's insane hops, any wrestlers who are very good basketball players? Um, Wait, Bracky what? can jump? Bra- Bracky, Bracky. I got good jumps. He can hoop. Bracky's pretty, uh pretty athletic guy. He, mm, have you not okay. seen Kyle Bracky Dunkmaster? No, what is it? What, what is this? Oh my gosh, Kyle! Retweet Dunkmaster. It's a. Uh, it's basically is this a Twitter, a, it's Instagram. A, it's on Twitter. It's basically a feature, uh, featured piece about Bracky. Hey, maybe we could show it. We could show it on the show. I don't know. We have tech technology. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay. So I I had the experience of covering the OTC camp once. At Colorado Springs, and they play basketball there between sessions and, and whatnot. So there's a big pickup game, and I was playing in it. And there's some terrible players like Yanni, super terrible, bad. Jared Verclaren, really, really bad. Uh, uh, G, Caden G. Feller, pretty bad, um, but unbelievable confidence. You know who could really hoop? Who- <laughs> bad. Unbelievable confidence. Unbelievable confidence. Dude, he was chucking it. He hit, and he hit the game-winning shot. I remember. We have the video. Caden G. Feller hit the game-winning shot. But, all right, one guy, Gable Stevenson, really good. And then this dude, because I had to try to check him, Jesse Thielke can, like, straight up play. This dude is, like, really. I swear. (laughs) I swear. He's really good at basketball. Not, Not joking. He was good. Like, great jump shot. He's really athletic, kind of obviously. Um, no, he mm-hmm. could really play. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Kyvin Gadsden was pretty good. Um, dang, it was it was like years ago now. It was literally like 2014. Yeah. But those guys were, hmm. were really good. It was fun. Um, by the way, I found that poll. Almost 4,000 votes, David Taylor won. Woo! 50, 56% to 43 
All right, so I so just gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get DT to give Kyle, Kyle uh, Brecky a bribe, and then, uh, <laughs> then we're golden or nomad. Maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I'll, t- maybe it's Taylor, maybe Taylor. My mind's open here. You know, David Taylor is really <laughs> amazing folk styler. I could have been wrong uh, two weeks ago. Who's to say? You know, um, I'm, I'm about, I'm about inserting a little chaos. Okay, more questions. Um. If you could give out one and only one red shirt to a wrestler from this past season, who would it be and why? So basically, you can pardon one of one athlete that they wouldn't have lost their year of eligibility to the coronavirus. I hate this question. Oh, you don't want to pick just one? No, I don't want to pick just one. I, I mean, I, I'd like to give them all red shirts. Uh, but even if you just pick, I mean, I think the obvious one is Spencer, right? Because he's so close to four titles. But then. Yeah. You know, there's all, all the freshmen. You obviously took away every one of their opportunity to even get a title for the, you know, we don't know what they're going to become, right? Um, but I, so I, I guess I think the obvious is Spencer, but that's kind of annoying that all, you know, and I'll think about all like a Kolodzik or a Taylor Lujan. Um, yeah, sucks. <laughs> it sucks for everybody. Okay. I think I'd go with Lujan or like Luke Pletcher. Some senior. Yep. Colin, yeah. Luke, yeah. Lujan. One of those type type of guys, um, but yeah, yeah, Spencer Spencer's an obvious one, but um, I don't know. Yeah, that's it is a tough. C- question. Caleb's gonna sue you two also. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Uh, Skyler Wade, what are the best revenge matches of all time? Jenkins and Perry are obvious, but what others? I I don't know. Whoa. To me, it's it's down to it's just those two. Right, I don't. I don't know how there's like a better revenge angle, and and one revenge is maybe a little unfair with with Bubba because I don't know. Was no, he that's wronged? revenge. Did you? Was yeah, he you, wronged. Well, there was you, you there was that be wronged. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Well, wronged or wronged in the mind of the person who thought he was wrong, but he there was that one video. Um, where you know he said essentially like David stole my school, he stole my thing, um, that type of thing. And so yeah, I mean in his mind it was absolutely revenge. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put that right here. Hold on, I, I found it. Okay. What'd you give find? me one second? It says he took my dream, my school, my home. Uh okay, I could see. Yeah, but but he really didn't. Um, you you made yourself ineligible. You did a lot of you did a lot of stuff that wasn't really compliant with how to remain in good standing in a Division One institution, right? Well, I I, th- I think he would argue with him. Uh, argue you can't with argue. He admitted he he. Uh, you can't argue that he has said he made himself inel- ineligible. Yeah, I, I think he I think he would say because of the way. I listen, and I'm not taking anyone's side on this. I'm just telling you both sides. I think he would say he did that because he saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, uh, and because he wanted he wanted his red shirt year, and he was going to be forced into wrestling, and that's why he did that. That's what he would tell you. Yeah, and I, well, okay, so it definitely is a, a revenge match. I know in the mind of Bubba, but and yeah. and you know maybe was Mark Perry necessarily wronged in any way? But but his yeah, his, his damn did, uncle chose Johnny <laughs> Hendricks. I to me, it's that one. That one to me yeah. is just so much. I don't know. It's so much. The roots are so much deeper, right? It's like it's blood. It's 
this is the guy that was chosen over me in in some yeah. ways and that I could not beat and could not beat and could not beat. And every single match was validation of his uncle's decision to choose this guy over that guy, right? Every single loss is it's like yes. a unsaid I told you so. And then yep. for that guy's last wrestling match of his entire career, yeah. you freaking beat him? That is unbelievable. That is still like just one of the craziest things to have ever happened. But I'm, I'm actually – I'm like what are some other – revenge matches you know i can't really think yeah. of ones that really you know I, yeah one i would it's like who's we're kind of looking at it from like program to program like it was oklahoma state the program that wronged mark perry knows penn state the program that wronged um i'm putting up fake quotation marks here for these guys in case you're just listening for bubba but like who is it because <laughs> people are going to be like he said they wronged bubba jenkins well uh, Bu- bubba would say it's Taylor david's fault that's why that happened and mark perry would say it's johnny Hendricks' fault or john smith's fault um you know and, and those guys have probably gotten older and mature and they, they I, maybe they would say that today i don't know if they would or not they, they would have said it when they were 22 though yeah per, yeah for sure not so, but what are just regular examples of, okay, this guy has beaten me, he has caused me pain, and now I'm finally going to get over the hump uh, against him, right? Like, I'm trying to think of those examples as well. And I'm really kind of having, maybe I'm having a harder time, yeah. right? Well, I think everything pales in comparison to the two examples that, you know, we're, we're already talking about. Everything else is kind of like uh, yeah, not nearly as big of a deal. Because you have both with the Hendricks one. You have the, he beat me so many times and literally didn't let me achieve my NCAA dreams. Yeah. But then yes. you have also the, the other factor. So it's it's Hendricks um, for sure. And it was uh, yeah. it was Torello's Chire- revenge too, through through Mark Perry, as we, as we discussed. <laughs> uh, uh, do you think he sent some Christmas cards for that? Oh, maybe. Could have happened. Tannist of the Decade. Kassar Ferrari, Lance Palmer, Jay Jaggers are basically all of Ohio State. That's locked hands. <laughs> Peak Ohio State. Jaggers, that guy got tanned. Him and Logan, as far as like yeah. you've seen what they normally look like and then you see them at like Big Tens and NCAAs and it's so it just so different, um, I think that would be up there. I, don't, I never found Kassar to be like insanely, insanely tanned. Lance Palmer is up there. This this tanning, it's the Ohio State is, is tanning Ohio venue. Ohio State. It's Ohio State. <laughs> they actually had, you, you know they had one in the locker room, right? I know I know if it was in the locker room. I thought it was in like one of the player or wrestlers like apartments or something like that. Oh, uh, I just made that up. <laughs> well, no, I think they did They did have access to one or something like that. Really? Some, maybe, yeah. Well, clearly they had access, but I thought someone like maybe had one or they had like some connection. Hmm. Okay. Um, do you think kids have an alien hour for conspiracies about how Santa isn't real and the other kids say they're crazy? Dang. That oh, be... yeah. It's got to be possible, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you think they're having those conversations? I'm like, yo, man, I don't, I'm not buying it, dude. Yeah. I'm not buying Santa. I'm not buying it. Where's the facts? <laughs> and everyone's like, dude, he's like, into... <laughs> they go back to their parents. They're like, he's into some crazy, crazy stuff. Crazy, mom. This dude, <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> theories. And then the moms are like, "Yeah, wow, what is that guy thinking?" What a nut job. All the while, all the while. Um, okay, Matthew Klein, uh, who once asked for interview advice, now is starting his job. 
He said, I got my job after hearing the great FRL interview advice. My first day is Monday. Any first day on the job advice? Okay. What, what, what advice, you know, what are the things, Bracky has an uncanny ability to identify promise or red flags with employees when they start here. And he's really, he's, oh yeah, he, he's got, he's got pretty good radar and he'll be like, this is not going to work out. And then in several months, bye bye. So he's got a, he's, it's pretty well honed. Um, so what are some things you think that are, that instead of advice, it's like, what are the red flags, the things to avoid in your mind, Kyle? Um, dressing like a sketch ball. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a sketch ball. Yeah. Just don't dress like a sketchy person. Yeah, I don't, don't know, be... like dress like a normal person. I don't, I don't know. Does what that mean like a homeless coat? person or like no. a thief or what no. does that mean? Exactly. I don't. People that think they're like fashionable, they're not. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what your dress code is at your office. Uh, you might not have a choice. Um, don't be a tryhard. Yeah, don't be a tryhard your first day. Uh, don't offer up too much about yourself. Yeah, don't be an oversharer. There's like, yeah, yeah I've heard some really weird different. things on like first days. I think that people are just like nervous and just like blurt stuff out. Don't don't go in there trying to, um, man, wow people in day yeah. one. Just go in there. This is actually real, real, real talk. Go in there. Be humble. Open your ears. Quiet your mouth. Just ask questions. And learn and be humble and support your boss. That's the best thing you can do. Yeah, I was going to say, don't don't talk a lot. Yeah, don't talk a lot. Just listen, observe. If you have questions, obviously ask them, but uh, yeah. don't just be sharing your opinion. Your yeah. first day. Yeah, yeah, quick. Know your role. Yeah, know your role. You don't know nothing. Don't don't start making big shake-up suggestions, okay? Um, figure <laughs> out what you're doing and then, then win. How about that? Okay. <laughs> that, that started I don't kind get of to give joke. any suggestions oh yeah Ben <laughs> Ben who literally employs Keegan O'Toole um, why don't you why don't you give us some uh, man- management advice to Matthew Klein hmm well I never actually had a first day at anything I, I never had a real job in my life so might not be the best guy to ask um, yeah I mean I listen I, I think those two things are huge um what you guys said, you know, be humble, listen, listen to what people are saying, don't overshare. That's a big one. But at the same time, don't be timid. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just got, you got to take charge and people are going to appreciate that. Yeah. You got to find, you got to find the sweet spot yeah. and it's not easy to do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is a great question. If David Taylor won, wins NCAAs in 2013, would he have won the Hodge even with a loss? That was the year Ed was undefeated, correct? Yes. No, Ed's winning it. Dumb Even question. if he beats three-time NCAA champion Kyle Dake. He lost twice. Once. Ed's winning it. Would have been once at that point. Cause oh, because the other one was unofficial? All-star. Yeah. Mm. People don't forget that. Though. Ed. People don't forget. Yeah. Ed. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. Ed is – we should – you know what would be fun to do is like a – we should rank the best wrestlers to never win the Hodge. Because it would be a pretty ridiculous list. At least this, these last, like, or the best seasons to not win a Hodge, right? You think about yeah, Ed, I think that, Ed yeah. 13, Nolf, pick Nolf. a year. Uh, Nolf, 17, 18 for sure, where it was ridiculous. Yeah. 19, 18's tough because he had the injury to fall and he got six at yes. Big Tens. 
But sophomore, senior year. Sophomore, senior, mm-hmm. Nolf would be up there. 2011, Ro- J.O. Robles? Ro- 2011, no, Robles. Yeah, 2011, Robles and J.O. Uh, yeah. Ness, the year Ness won, Varner's never won the Hodge. And he was a he was an undefeated yeah. champion. Um, there, there's there's quite a few really good seasons that didn't win the Hodge. The well, Zane sophomore year he didn't win. That's maybe the mm, that could yeah. be the best that, season. That, that, that might be number one. Nomad says yeah, Steber yeah. would have won the Hodge in 2013 if Dake lost. Well, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. Ed Ruth. Got Are you second. sure? Ed got second that year in votes. Yeah, it probably would have been Ed. It was 100% Ed got second. I'm just telling you what the Hodge master said. Listen. Nomad, you're wrong. Deal with it. L- look it up. I mean, <laughs> Nomad, look at look at the votes. The votes were Ed was second over. We all know the votes can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying like they voted for the wrong person. Uh, Not how many people? that the votes are wrong. Oh, like, wait. Like they should have voted for Logan, but they voted for Ed. You see, like, hmm. not that the... Uh, votes were counted wrong. Okay. It's because they, they voted for the wrong person. Well, who's to say? I mean, I Nomad think... Nomad says in 2013, Steber had like a 5.2 dominant score. Whipping ass on okay, a regular what, basis. Okay, what did Ruth have? Ruth was really high too, I bet. Ruth was probably really good. He was... Uh, I'm asking. He's typing. Yeah, he's typing. So we, he could <laughs> he could just Skype in, but instead he just... um. I got second, but Steber's numbers were way better. It's because mm. Steber missed five matches. Steber missed five matches. I understand the votes. They were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but hey, you can't say oh, God, you can't no say man. Steber would have won, and then but the votes were wrong here. So why could the votes not be wrong for Ed? That could happen. All right, we're not gonna, we're not going to com- converse back and forth, Nomad. Um, I'm looking but, up uh, Roots NCA that year because it was pretty ridiculous. I'm sure. Oh yeah, let's Absolutely. see. He's fall, fall, eleven, one. Well, you only beat Steve Bozak forty-one, and then he major Robert Hamlin. Yeah, Steve Bozak, the returning champion, at that weight. Yeah, if we remember. So he only beat a returning NCAA champion at that weight. Forty-one. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, that's that's where the no, bar. Nomad's gonna give us the stats, okay? So we can keep going. We'll circle back. Stat it up. We'll cir- we'll circle back on that one. Okay, next one. Um, I can't think of a ton of great examples, but maybe Ben or Bracky will remember some. Seeing Sammy Henson interview remind me of the greatest moment of gamesmanship I've ever seen, and I remember this vividly. When Sammy threw the challenge brick, and I'm Sparky Sparky Boo Man, good on you for remembering this. Mm-hmm. This was, an, obs- this was an, ob- an obscure consolation there match. There were like three matches going on at the end of an NCAA session when this we happened. Were, I don't think we were leaving, but we were like getting our stuff together because yeah, yeah. the session was over, and it was... Uh, when Sammy Henson threw the challenge brick to give G- Jake Smith a restart against Zach Nye at 2015 NCAAs. So basically, Zach Nye, really good on top. They're in tiebreakers. Has Jake Smith flat on his belly. Sammy challenges and asks for uh, locked hands, knowing it didn't happen, knowing it didn't. But it got his guy a restart. Jake Smith got away and ends up winning the match. Um, so that is definitely... That is that is up there. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, one of the many times that one of uh, one of the Russians or Iranians paid paid the UWW or then FIBA uh, referees to recall a match and then change the winner. Yeah, they have definitely done that. That's that's not gamesmanship to me. It's like 
Gamesmanship <laughs> to me is like using the rules outside of their intended uh, consequences, right? Like uh, I think an example is... of gamesmanship is um, like icing the kickers kind of it's gamesmanship, right? It's uh, legal. It's fine. You can wait till one second left, call a timeout. You're not calling a timeout because you need to gather your team. You're calling a timeout to play a psychological game. That's gamesmanship. Penn State not pulling Suriano out until the day before the incident. Oh, tournament. yes. Oh, that was. To mess with Oklahoma yeah. State. That's number one. That's 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 number one. You literally kept yeah. the kid out of NCAAs and, and jimmied the brackets knowing this guy's got a snapped ankle. And he never <laughs> jimmied. <laughs> I haven't even used that word in a long time. Bono, Bono tried to mess with Ohio State when he told him they were out of challenges at Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. And they weren't. Like, the the challenge coordinator was just standing behind the table. And uh, Tervell had thrown their pick. And Bono's like, you guys don't have any challenges left? And they, like, kind of looked at him for a second. They're like, yeah, we do. <laughs> and then, like, the coordinator lady, like, looked at her papers. She's like, they have three. <laughs> and I was like, I was like. So after they're like, boy, did you just, were you just messing with him? He's like, yeah, I don't know. Give it a shot. <laughs> that's that's pretty madness. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, Suriano would definitely be the biggest uh, example of gamesmanship because it is legal. It's not against the rules, uh, and it helped them. Okay. Um, Do you uh, think there's a clause in the UWW handbook that says for, foreign officials can't pay referees to change their decisions? Oh. <sighs> So right. It's not technically. It's not technically against the rules. City wrestling guy. I'm sure it is. Um, can we get one surprise guest an episode? I actually thought about this. Like, have Ben or Bracky, one of you guys, just coordinates a random guest. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like a surprise. Like, oh, it's like a gotcha against me or, or Bracky or Ben. Well, but just like, I'm, I'm gonna come honest with you here, piles. When you voted against Dake, I tried to get him to come on to yell at you, and he said he didn't want to give you the satisfaction. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Uh, not... <laughs> I have uh, the stats, by the way. Uh -oh. Steeper was 27-0 with one forfeit, 23 out of 26 bonus, 14 pins, 7 okay. techs, 2 majors, 2 decisions. Two of the decisions were against Ramos. One was against McCormick when he got hurt. Root, 33-0, 26 bonus, 12 pins, 4 techs, 10 majors. Um, mm, it's pretty pretty freaking good. Uh, both both, both of them are good, obviously. Yeah, Steber's slightly better there, but I guess I'd I'd have to look at the competition also. Um, yeah, he beat. I, don't know I mean, what, he had to beat a returning champ. In he had a returning. Well, champ let's see. I could. I know what I could do here. I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys what who the All Americans in those brackets were this year. So that year it was thirty three. Steber Ramos, Graf Shop, Morrison Dardanes. Uh, Brewer, Nate McCormick at 184. Ruth, Hamlin, uh, Bozak, Ben Bennett, Lofthouse, Sheptock, Loader, Mike Larson. Hmm. Larson got on the podium that year. I forgot that. Missouri guy's eighth in both those brackets. All right. Um, do you want to know? You know this story, CP. The biggest gamesmanship I've ever seen. Tell me. Was, uh, it happened in West Virginia High School wrestling. Oh, my gosh. This is a crazy story, Ben. So Buckle up. Brandon Rader, <laughs> two-time All-American for West Virginia, was a senior in high school. And Parkersburg High School, where I went, and Parkersburg South, were top two teams in the state that year, as they are most years. But we are in the same region to qualify for the state tournament. Um, so you have to take fourth in the region 
to go to the state tournament. And uh, South had a kid who, I mean, a top three or four kid in the state, supposed to be in the finals against Brandon later that day. He gets upset. They're looking at the brackets, and they're like, if we have – if Brandon loses in the semis, he could drop down, hit this kid in the Conti semis, and keep him from going to the state tournament, thus eliminating a nice chunk of points for South the next weekend at the state tournament. And so, <laughs> But it's predicated on Brandon Raider taking a dive, basically, because no one in the oh country God. could beat this guy, much less yeah, in I the mean, West Virginia he, region. Yeah, he, I think he lost in the Beast Finals to Adam Frey. Like, he was top two, three kid in the country. No one, He'd never lost a, a match in the state of West Virginia in his high school career, so he's going to have to have to lose a match so they go to brandon brandon's brother was on staff and they go to brandon they're talking to him about it like it's up to you man you make the decision we're gonna be fine either way we believe we're gonna win either way but it's up to you and uh he decided he decided to do it so in the semis uh they started the match and then they call it he called injury time a few seconds in and then uh the other kid won. Did he try to pretend he was hurt, or was it very? I don't know. I wasn't there. Oh. And I, I, so, anyways, he drops down. He beats his kid. He keeps him from going to state. They literally, they were in. This thing went to court. This what? Yeah, I don't even remember what what South was trying to say. I think they tried, like Brandon had to like show that he was hurt because he did have to have surgery on his knee after the season. Uh, it was a whole thing, but Brandon essentially oh my risked. God. He was three-time state champ and risked losing to this kid. He wasn't going to lose, obviously. But, he I mean, what if you get headlocked or you get cradled or something? Yeah. Uh, happened to Logan Stever. Yeah. It happened to Logan Stever. So, anyways, they do that. Wait. When? <laughs> really? Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Joke's on me. Oh, God. I should just go. I should just. <laughs> oh, so funny. So anyways, Brandon beats a kid. He qualifies for state. The other kid doesn't. The kid tried to petition into the state tournament. He didn't get in. PHS had the state uh, tournament locked up by Friday night. Woo! Go Big Reds. That's right. <laughs> wow. That's a wild one. That stuff happens all – like variations of that happens a lot where you have guys – because in Virginia, they release – they basically release the bracket before regionals or before states even. So you know, if I finish this at my region, I will have this region's X seed in round one, and then I'll have these guys on my quarter, my side. So you would know, hypothetically, if you had the best guy in your region, there, it was advantageous at times to be the four seed and not the three seed coming out of region. Because then you could avoid the number one guy or whatever the scenario would mm, be. So yeah. this was happening all the time that guys were having – I remember – it with who was it it was one of the christiansburg guys it was maybe devin devin was going to be a you know, no one's beating devin carter right or someone of that nature and so people were forfeiting in their regional finals so that they wouldn't hit devin or whoever the christiansburg guy was in the finals right and it was a huge stink because both teams had the same idea at the same time i think one of them was <laughs> fuck here and anyways and they like raced to forfeit first, and then they both forfeited in the oh, finals. God. They both ended up forfeiting, so they ended up. To, but there had to be a one, and there had to be a two. So it was like whoever forfeited first got second, 
It was a total mess. It was a it was a thing in the papers. I I'm trying to remember which Christiansburg kid it was. Um, oh man, they had so many good ones back then. But that definitely happened. I bet uh, I guarantee if Jason Bryant's listening, I guarantee you he knows. Uh, Mason Beckman brought up a good one. Great example of gamesmanship was Zahid telling Zeke to throw the brick in the CKLB finals against Bo Jordan. Hundred percent. Zahid looked like he was running out of gas and got himself a break. I remember that because um, I remember that. Well, one, I was calling the match, and then afterwards uh martin like chided me for like not basically saying calling it what it was which is he's like you were too diplomatic you zeke was just getting his guy a lunger like a hundred percent and everyone knew it and i didn't say it so why didn't you say it i don't know i I don't remember what i said you're just sitting there and you're like okay um (laughs) (laughs) that was when uh... normally i do but i don't know in this instance i I just didn't. So I was over at the table, like, <laughs> oh. getting social clips. And uh, I was also, if there was a review, I would jump up on the computer and pull it up for the officials really quick. And for some reason, it didn't show up on the computer right away. And so oh. I was, like, looking over to our production team to, like, get them to come over and help out. And then Tom Ryan just starts yelling at me. <laughs> He's like, quickly, please, quickly. And then finally it came up. But I w- it was like, all right, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, you had to be sweating there a little bit. Okay, so it's it's uh, it's nine forty four, and uh, there was a question I really wanted to get to, but we're not gonna have time. Teague Moore asked. Let's do it. No, we don't have time. We should. We, I want to move it on to the next one, right? Okay. You know All what right. I'm saying? This is a long one. Should we shift the college season from January one to late April? Give athletes one full semester to certify and finish finals without competitions. Um, I think we should. I think that's a. Obviously, Coach Moore and other coaches are think this is would be a good idea so i think it's worth discussing so i don't want him to think we were not um yeah we were ignoring this question because i think it's a good one um all all uh all kidding aside um i think it's probably time to go 9:44. um we had fun listen the date thing is funny it's funny to me land mining <laughs> land mining for dave because i'm a penn state hater right so you know it's funny hater. keep them on their toes am i a hater my daycater, my bros fan. What, who am I going to pick for the finals? We have the finals coming up. Who knows? Who's to say? Are we going to do full wrestlebacks like the Nomad suggested? No. <laughs> we need we need to have him on to go through his wrestlebacks. I feel like okay. Third, third place match. We could have Taylor versus Nickel. Third place match. Da- no, Taylor's in the finals, brother. Oh, oh, what the hell are you doing, Christian? <laughs> I'm messing with you. Just like you like to mess with me. Get a taste of your own uh, medicine, medicine, Benjamin. Hey, when, guess, when did when did Steamer get pinned though? I was confused still. <laughs> By the it was a cradle. He got cradled. I don't know what to say. Hey, thanks to Kayla Miracle for coming on. Thank you for listening. 490 strong. We'll see you Tuesday for 491. Have a great weekend. Be safe. It's getting better all the time. We'll see you then. Appreciate you. Peace.